Welcome back to Amerisogyny. I'm your host, Hannah Blue. This is episode 26. How biased are you? I love research. I love empirical data and science. And I love how people say they agree with science until science uncovers facts on something they don't agree with, such as internalized bias. Now, most people have biases, whether they're aware of them or not. The only true ones that are exempt, babies and very young kids who haven't been taught racism and discrimination. A new study recently uncovered implicit bias in a group of 61,000 participants. Racism and discrimination go all across the globe. But why? What's the core reason? Well, this study focused on how racial groups saw themselves and others. Now that's important. Deep down, if you view your race as being more human than others, that's a problem. And that's one of the reasons why racism and discrimination still exist. Internalized bias. A commonality? Participants easily identified the majority race in their countries as human. According to researchers, some people who belong to the majority group believe their group is more human than others. According to Kirsten Morehouse, a Harvard PhD candidate, The research demonstrates in a really stark way the continued dissociation between beliefs that people explicitly hold and the sorts of mental associations that reside in our mind. What the study uncovered was a disconnect between what people say about race and equality in public versus how they really think deep down. Now, I took the study. I feel it was based on the speed of my answers in pairing white and human versus Asian and human compared with white and animal versus Asian and animal. It sounds confusing and I'll explain. Black people weren't included in my survey. I think I went faster equating Asian with human, but I struggle equating Asian with animal. Americans were the most tested in the experiments, and for white participants, it was easy to connect human with white. On the contrary, minority groups didn't have the bias white participants did. Black Americans chose black and white as human with equal speed. This is interesting. But when tested on white versus Asian Americans, black Americans chose white people as human faster. And so did other minority groups. Those biases that were strongest among white participants were shared by marginalized communities. Now this is spot on because in this country, the U.S., we are conditioned that all American means white. Think about the phrase all American for a second. What comes to mind for me? Blonde hair, blue eyes, apple pie, the American flag. Guns, Top Gun. Who do you think about when you hear Top Gun? Tom Cruise, right? Whether you've watched the movie or not. I haven't. James Bond, who is British, by the way. But James Bond is a beloved character. Most people don't think Idris Elba, who is British. 
but people had a fit when it was suggested he may be the next James Bond. In this study, people had a harder time associating a minority man, be he American or British, as human. 96% of people disagreed some races were more equal than others. I'm one of them. I don't agree with that. Cultural bias existed too. A smaller side study of East Asians living in East Asia found Asian faces as human, but Asian Americans living in the United States were biased and saw white faces as human more quickly. Again, minorities, people of color, are conditioned in the U.S. that white people are all American, the best, the prettiest, the most handsome, what minorities should aspire to be. We are conditioned by all of those things, no matter where we look. Hollywood promotes bias. Bias is in magazines. It's found on social media. There are women killing themselves to compete with body images that don't exist. They try to identify with weight charts that were never invented to fit their specific genetic codes. Bias is in politics. Let's look at Florida. Governor DeSantis just signed a bill on May 8th discriminating against Chinese people and other foreign nations from buying home and land in Florida. And Chinese Floridians sued Florida over this bullshit law. The law also discriminates against Cubans, Venezuelans, Syrians, Iranians, Russians, and North Koreans. But the law forces harsher penalties for Chinese citizens and anyone who sells residential property or rural land to them. The reasoning behind this is hostility towards China. This is the political response from conservatives after Chinese air balloons were found flying over the U.S. DeSantis is blaming all Chinese people for an alleged national security threat from China, which hasn't been proven, by the way. According to the ACLU, the law is blatant housing discrimination against Asian people and violates the Constitution and the Fair Housing Act. The ACLU says the law will also cast an undue burden of suspicion on anyone seeking to buy property whose name sounds remotely Asian, Russian, Iranian, Cuban, Venezuelan, or Syrian. The law is supposed to go into effect on July 1st. DeSantis wants to charge Chinese people who buy property in designated areas with a felony. That goes for any private owner or real estate company that sells to them. But for Cubans, who make up a large majority of Florida, by the way, Russians, Iranians, Syrians, and Venezuelans, the penalty is a misdemeanor for buyers and sellers. This law covers airports and seaports, water treatment plants, power plants, and more. This is what DeSantis is proposing in 2023. And he wants to be president of the United States of America? How? When he wants to take us back to the 1800s and the 1900s. Let's talk about the Chinese Exclusion Act of 1882 for a minute. What was the goal? To stop Chinese immigration into the U.S., California especially, 
didn't want Chinese people. This act eliminated Chinese immigration for a decade, and Chinese immigrants couldn't seek citizenship. It was signed into law on May 6, 1882. Had DeSantis waited just two more days, he could have channeled the racist energy of President Chester A. Arthur. Chinese Americans tried to fight the law, but lost. A decade later, the Geary Act of 1892 reared its ugly head. It was named for a racist congressman in California, Thomas J. Geary. It became legal on May 5th, 1892. April showers are supposed to bring May flowers, not racism. But here we are. The Geary Act strengthened and opposed an additional 10-year ban in accordance with the Chinese Exclusion Act. The act forced Chinese residents in the U.S. to have certificates of residence issued by the IRS. If they were caught without the certificates, sentences of hard labor and deportation followed. Bail was denied unless, and get this, a credible white witness vouched for them. This is U.S. history. You can't make this up. China spoke out against the laws, but it didn't work. In 1902, Chinese immigration was declared illegal and severely reduced the Chinese population in the U.S. The Immigration Act of 1924 also discriminated against the Chinese, along with Middle Easterners, Hindu, East Indians, and Japanese immigrants. In 1943, the Magnuson Act allowed Chinese immigrants to become citizens. Another racist law this new Florida law reminds me of the California Alien Land Law of 1913. It stopped Japanese immigrants, who weren't U.S. citizens, from owning land. Japanese immigrants were despised for allegedly acquiring economic power through agriculture. Asian, or Japanese, was declared unconstitutional. The states seized their properties. Now, some were able to avoid the law by having children born as U.S. citizens as landowners which was very smart. But the Supreme Court backed these laws in the 1920s, and many Japanese Americans had to give up their farms and relocate. Relocation became worse for them during World War II. The law remained in effect until 1956. This is what DeSantis wants to take this country back to. I try not to be too political on my podcast because that's what social media sites are for. However, if his new law doesn't shake you, you don't want to be shaken. Oh, it gets worse. Current minorities who have property and land around designated areas have to register with Florida or pay fines up to $1,000 a day. And get this, they're not allowed to buy additional property and Florida can seize their property if they violate his law. 14 states have similar laws, including Arkansas, Idaho, Montana, Tennessee, Utah, and Virginia. So this country's history and its present shows how detrimental bias can be. Now back to the study. Bias in police and first responders can be fatal for minorities. Tyree Nichols, a young black man, was murdered in Tennessee by five officers of color. 
They were arrested and discharged of their duties, along with EMTs who were found negligent in their duty to assist Mr. Nichols on the scene. The Harvard study was inspired by other research that concluded stereotypes have a strong correlation with implicit policy beliefs. Remember, Black participants in this study selected Black and white people as human with equal speed. But some are conditioned by social norms and policy to see white people as human first and adopt unconscious bias against their own race. In 1991, four LAPD officers were tried for beating Rodney King almost to death in public. Unlike today, where everything is recorded except the air we breathe, the beating was recorded and it shocked the nation. Even more shocking, reporters found through court documents the LAPD used an internal code of NHI. That means no human involved for incidents involving young black males. In 2008, authors of a study in the Journal of Personality and Social Psychology stated, U.S. citizens implicitly associate black people and apes. In addition, those who make this association tend to favor and approve of violence against black suspects. The authors found media is more likely to use ape descriptive language towards black people convicted of capital crimes more than white convicts. Furthermore, those depicted as ape-like in articles are more likely to receive the death penalty than those who aren't. 2008 wasn't a good year for racism. Vogue bit off more bananas than they could chew when they had LeBron James and Giselle on its cover. And the photo brought some heat. Racial heat. Some thought James was posed like a gorilla, dribbling a ball with one hand and holding Giselle's waist with the other. Magazine analyst Samir Husnan called the photo provocative and said it screams King Kong. He said, so when you have a cover that reminds people of King Kong and brings those stereotypes to the front, black man wanting white woman, it's not innocent. I agree. The fear of black men wanting white women in the past is an ethnic notion rooted in bigotry and it is responsible for hundreds of thousands of lynchings throughout the years in the U.S. Tamara Walker of Philadelphia said, it conjures up this idea of a dangerous black man. Now, LeBron saw nothing wrong with it. He said, everything my name is on is going to be criticized in a good way or bad way. Who cares what anyone says? However, in 2018, he spoke out against H&M for having an online photo of a little black boy wearing a hoodie that said, coolest monkey in the jungle. James wrote on Instagram, H&M, you got us all wrong and we ain't going for it. Straight up. Enough about y'all and more of what I see when I look at this photo. I see a young king, the ruler of the world, an untouchable force that can never be denied. We, as African Americans, will always have to break barriers, prove people wrong, and work even harder to prove we belong. But guess what? 
That's what we love because the benefits at the end of the road are so beautiful. Hashtag live, laugh, love. Hashtag love my people. By now, you're aware I'm taking pieces of psychological studies and applying them to real life situations. Yes? Let's continue. In 2015, a study found people across cultures see minorities as less evolved, which is very dehumanizing. What does this mean? In episode 25, I shared the stories of three black female doctors who weren't believed to be or addressed as physicians. Another example is the Not My Aerial movement wielded against Halle Bailey when it was announced she would be the first woman of color to play Ariel in Disney's The Little Mermaid. Never mind the director said she was exceptional and stood out for the part. Never mind she did beautifully on her audition. People lost their natural damn minds and started trending the hashtag not my Ariel on Twitter. Why? Because she's black. And they felt she wasn't evolved enough to play something that isn't even real. Ariel is an animated mermaid. Let's step out of the U.S. for a minute and go to Indonesia. Jossie Marshelli, a male. I'm not going to call him a man because men don't act like him. His brother is an Indonesian actor. Jossie thought it would be funny to mock the wonder and excitement of little black girls who saw themselves in Holly's portrayal of Ariel. So, he made a video in blackface and posted it on TikTok. He sat in front of a TV. When Holly appeared, he turned to the camera and said, Mommy, she looks just like me. Hateful. Mocking, evil, disgusting. Wow. When met with backlash, he got defiant in his bigotry and ignorance. He said he wasn't apologizing nor taking down the video. He posted, just woke up and my video is still up. I will continue to follow the rules on TikTok community guidelines. Create content from existing rules. I will not delete the video myself. It caught the attention of a well-known TikToker with a large following. And by the time she was done with him, the video was taken down. The Pritzker School of Law was tagged in the video and the dean of the law school slammed him. She posted, We have learned of a racist video that is circulating on social media. Based on our investigation, we have confirmed that the person who made this video is not a current student but someone with a similar name appears to be a former student at the law school. The views expressed in the video in question are abhorrent and disgusting. The universities and law schools' commitment to diversity, equity, and inclusion is unwavering. We strongly denounce the video. His actor brother wrote to the TikToker on Instagram, my brother already take down his postings on TikTok. I hope this account could stop from you as well. In the end, Jossie deleted his TikTok account. I guess he got tired of the dragging. TikTok is a breeding ground for hatred. So even though he felt comfortable doing something so despicable and sickening, it didn't go the way he planned. 
A final example of people seeing people of color as less evolved is having implicit stereotypes that people of color are uneducated or lazy or instantly equate us to hip hop music instead of classical or the opera as if we are too heathen or uncultured to appreciate any arts enjoyed by the majority. According to the authors, these biased stereotypes strongly predict support for aggression such as torture and retaliatory violence. A good example of this is the death of Jordan Neely, a young black homeless man who was killed by an illegal chokehold this year. He was held down as he struggled to breathe while a white man choked him to death. There are people who felt he deserved that. Sean Hannity addressed Neely's death on his show. He said, after making violent threats, acting erratically, a mentally ill homeless guy with a long history of violent crime was, well, subdued, I guess he forgot to mention killed, by a bystander, a 24-year-old Marine vet. Now, do you hear the language he used to color Neely and the language he used to color his killer? Mmm, awful. Well, it gets worse. Off camera, someone cheered and clapped. That's a perfect example of supporting torture and retaliatory acts against minorities. Other racial studies have found that members of the same racial groups easily associate human emotions such as grief or sadness with their own groups more than others. And let me add to this. They are also quicker to equate any show of spirit or passion as anger to black women. In other groups of women, it's seen as attractive, spicy, or noteworthy. The Harvard researchers proved their hypothesis based on stereotypes. Participants had slower response time because they had a harder time distinguishing between some humans and animals. Kirsten Morehouse said, the strength of the effect was so consistent, regardless of how we represented the animal. We tried representing animals in terms of friendly pets versus vermin versus farm animals versus using words like beast and brute. The fact we're seeing so much stability because what we're measuring is not really human versus animal. It's human versus non-human. The authors of a study in the Journal of Experimental Social Psychology in 2012 claim it doesn't mean participants are doomed to a life of bias. Implicit bias is like a habit that can be reduced through 1. A combination of awareness of implicit bias. 2. Concern about the effects of that bias. And 3. The application of strategies to reduce bias. The study found people who had racial bias training experienced dramatic drops in bias. And people who were concerned about discrimination had the greatest reductions. I think you can be aware of bias, but I also believe it's a lifelong struggle to fight inner bias. Seeds of racism and prejudice are rooted so deeply within humans, I feel we have to consistently reevaluate how we view people and why we judge them. Is bias something that can be defeated? I'm not sure. I think bias is a lot more powerful than we give it credit for. All over the world. And I'm out of time. 
My take for you this week, check your bias. Self-reflection is a valuable tool we could all use to improve our mental health and the mental health of others. Every day is a new day to get it right. If you enjoyed today's episode, feel free to follow me on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen from. Be easy. Be mentally healthy. Have a good weekend. And as always,